microphone check one two what is this you're now listening to a brand new episode of the play big faster podcast look what you done started talk to him. attorney high performance coach and speaker sheree prince asks hard questions to really get to the bottom of what makes entrepreneurs tick from starting a business marketing strategies and the ins and outs of their industries we talk everything from book recommendations lifestyle hacks and everything possible to get you inspired and motivated to build your own business the play big faster podcast starts now let's go Welcome to another episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. We are joined tonight by attorney Trina Davidson Brooks. Trina, thank you for joining us. I'm glad to be here tonight. Thank you for inviting me. Listen, we are so excited to hear about your, I'm going to call it your reverse entrepreneurial journey. Um, your story is just so amazing to me, how you started out as a trial attorney and where you are today. So I'm not going to steal all your thunder. I'm going to kind of just let you tell me what you do now and tell us how you got there. Okay. So currently I serve as an assistant district attorney for our district attorney, Scott Cologne, in the 16th Circuit Court District here in Mississippi. As an assistant district attorney, I prosecute felony cases. Um, in our district, um, those cases range from murders to aggravated assaults um, to crimes committed against children or minors. And practically, I, I work in circuit court every day. We try cases all the time. I try a lot of violent crimes. Um, and I do that to protect our communities and to seek justice for victims who are victimized by offenders. One of the reasons I'm actually working as an assistant district attorney is because when the DA, our, our DA Scott Cologne, came into office in 2015, he invited me to come. At that time, I was actually um, city prosecutor for the city of West Point, And also I was working as an attorney advisor for ODAR, uh, which is the Office of um, Disability Adjudication and Review. And so when he got elected, he called me up and said, Trina, I need you on my team. After talking with him and then talking about what I, an assistant district attorney would do, and I decided to join his team. It's a very gratifying job. I get to give back to my community. I get to help people who would not be able to help themselves. I get to uh, find closure for a lot of families who have lost their loved ones to violence. And so it's a very rewarding experience for me now. I started off, though having my own practice. Um, when I got out of law school, I did what a lot of attorneys do. They hang their own shingle. I, of course, um, started off in private practice doing primarily focused on personal injury uh, cases, workers' compensation, a little bit of criminal defense. And after that, I started to, um, I started working for a local firm in Jackson, Mississippi, uh, Young Williams doing um, child support uh, enforcement cases. And so at some point after that, um, I accepted a position with ODAR and I began at ODAR in Jackson, Mississippi, and then I transferred to the Tupelo office at some point. And so my career primarily started off as um, private practice, doing my own cases. Um, and then I found uh, joy in public service work. And that's why I transitioned from um, having my own firm, uh, handling my own cases, representing individuals in the community to 
actually working for uh, the state of Mississippi uh, in a different capacity where I'm still able to um, help people in that manner. So when did you know that you wanted to be an attorney? So it started off when I was very young, at a very young, uh, from an my childhood to be an attorney. Um, and I focused on that throughout my years in high school. Uh, I made it a point to let my teachers know, hey, I want to go when I grow up or when I graduate from law school. My goal was to go to law school uh, and uh, become an attorney. In fact, I can tell you a quick story about a program we had in high school. And so I attended West Point High School here in West Point, Mississippi. And there was a curriculum in the Votech Center called DECA. And with the DECA program, it allowed for high school students, particularly senior students, to go into the community, find a job that interests them, and then they would go to school during the first part of the morning. But then in the afternoons, they could leave school and go to work part-time at that particular job. Well, when I started DECA, my teacher, Mr. Robin Niles, gave us a list of places or businesses that we could actually interview at and get a job during the school year. When he showed me the list, I was like, okay, I'll look at the list. I reviewed it. And after a week, he came back and said, Trina, you haven't selected a job where you want to work at for um, this time. I said, well, I don't see one on the list. He was like, really? I was like, no, there's nothing on the list where that I want to work for. And so when I told him that, he said, well, where do you want to work? And so my response was, this is a list that will represent a job that I would like to, you know, a career that I want to work in in the future. He said, yes, it should be. I said, well, there's not a law firm on here. And he said, you know, you're right. We don't, we haven't had a student this far request to work for a law firm. And I told him then, I was like, well, that's what I want to do when I grow up. When I graduate from law school, I intend, or when I graduate from high school, I intend to go to college and then go to law school. And so I would prefer to work at a firm here in West Point. And he said, well, which firm would you like to work for? And at that time, I told him, I want to work for Turner and Associates. <laughs> and he said, okay. He said, how about this? You make the contact with them and set the interview up, and I'll let you go to that interview. I, I said, okay. And I contacted the law firm. Um, at that time, I had a relative who worked there as an investigator. So I contacted the law firm. I asked them, could I interview as a high school student who wanted to just shadow or work part-time under a paralegal or an attorney there? And I ended up getting an interview there and I ended up actually getting the job. And I was the first student in the DECA program to actually work part time at a law firm here in West Point. And so I also ended up uh, working for my mentor. And eventually, after I graduated from high school, I became his paralegal and I worked for him at his firm. Um, and he practice primarily in personal injury, workers' compensation, and some civil defense. And so I worked for him while I attended college or undergraduate school. And after I graduated from undergraduate school, I worked for him for a few years, and then I decided to go to law school. Well, look, it looks like you've had your stuff together for a long time now. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, what is... so? 
different about your own shingle versus now public service work? And just tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Well, as you know, hanging your own shingle or working for yourself, having your own law firm is, I think both jobs are demanding, but working for yourself, you get to manage your own schedule. Um, You get to choose the cases that you want to um, handle. Um, You get to meet with your clients and choose those cases. And you get to pick a particular field that you want to focus on, right? And so, and of course, you have your set fee um, as an attorney, which you would charge to represent individuals. On the other side, prosecution is a little bit different because you're working for the state of Mississippi. So you get paid on a regular basis. But as a prosecutor, you know that you're prosecuting criminal cases. And so it's a little bit different because you don't get to necessarily choose the cases you prosecute, right? And a lot of times, once a case gets indicted by the grand jury, that case is assigned to a particular judge. And that's the case that I have to handle. So I manage Judge Kitchen's docket here in the 16th uh, Circuit Court District. I actually manage his docket in Octibahaw County and Clay County. And so with those cases, um, whatever case is assigned to Judge Kitchen's docket, that's the case I have to prosecute. I don't get to pick and choose what case I want to handle. Any case that's assigned to him, I prosecute that case. And as far as the prosecution of it, some cases can range from, you know, after it gets indicted, it usually takes up to it can take up to about two years to get the case resolved, depending on what type of case it is. And the reason for that is that a lot of the murders that happen and are assigned to Judge Kitchens, it takes a while to to actually go through the system to get that case resolved. There's a lot of legal procedures that we have to go through in order to um, get the case prepared for trial or eventual uh, resolve through a plea negotiation. And so I guess the difference is... and with criminal prosecution, I typically have a caseload of about 55 to 65 cases in both counties total together. And so those cases just is kind of revolving and it usually remains around 55 to 65, depending on how many um, cases are indicted by the grand jury and assigned to the docket that I manage. So let's kind of unpack that because you only have 52 weeks a year to get these cases tried and you're not in court every single week. Tell us about how the court system actually works in circuit court in your district. Okay, so once the case is indicted by the grand jury, what typically happens is that the circuit clerk will assign uh, a specific case to um, each of the three judges in our district. We have three circuit court judges in the 16th circuit court district. And once those cases are assigned, then it's assigned to um, that particular assistant district attorney that manages the docket. In our district, for example, in Octibahaw County, which is one of the counties that I manage as a prosecutor, circuit court term actually convenes four times a year in July, October, January, and April of each year. And during those court terms, the judges may be there in Octibahaw County for either one week or two weeks. So in either one of those weeks, we have to try to resolve 
the 55 to 60 cases that are on our docket. Now, does that happen? No, it doesn't. Um, a lot of times we resolve a lot of cases through plea deals. Um, once a case is indicted, we'll meet with the attorney, we'll offer a plea on a particular case. And if they decide that they want to take that plea offer, then we'll resolve that during the court time. Um, in other cases, there may be cases in which the defense um, wants to proceed to trial. And during that time period, we have to actually have a trial during the term. Now, the bad thing about having a trial during the term is that a lot of trials, most of my murder trials, um, last for about three to four days. And if we're only there for one week, the only case we can get resolved during that week is that murder trial. Because by Friday, that term is over with if the judge is only there for a week. And so uh, we can't resolve any other cases. Now, if they're there for two weeks, we'll have a week where we can do a trial and then we'll have another week that we can potentially um, plead cases out if we don't have a trial the second week. And so that's typically how each of the terms operate whenever we're in session in Oxibahaw County. Now, one thing that you mentioned with the trial, you actually also have to pick a jury. How long does that generally take if you're going to actually have a trial while you're in term? So when we, whenever we pick a jury, um, we start off by doing voir dire. And that's our process of picking a jury. And we have to pick a fair and impartial jury so that both sides can receive um, a fair trial, right? And so typically in a murder case, depending on what type of case it is, it usually takes about three to four hours, five hours at the max, uh, to pick a jury uh, in a particular murder case or any type of criminal case that we're trying in a particular week. Okay. Well, you know, if nothing else, we are so glad that you are on this side of the table because, you know, if I were a criminal, I'd be very, very afraid to come to your district <laughs> and commit any crimes. But now, you know, we've heard about how you got here, what you do now, um, and what the path was, but what do you do just to unwind? You know, one thing that we like to talk about here, because we we love to see whole people, what are some of the things that you enjoy in your downtime when you're not out trying to make the criminal justice system work properly? In my downtime, I love to read, um, <laughs> oddly enough. Um, going to the beach, reading um, while sitting on the balcony is something I like to do or just reading quite naturally in my spare time is what I love to do. Now I have two young kids. <laughs> I have a seven-year-old and a 10-year-old. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes uh, reading can is something I love to do, but I don't often get to do it because of my children. And so the second thing I like to do is try to spend time with my children, as much time as possible with them. And so we enjoy going out and doing some activities on the outside. They are very involved in sports such as soccer and softball. And so when I'm not in the courtroom, I'm on somebody's field <laughs> cheering for <Yeah>. babies. <laughs> so seven and 10, is that first and third grade or? One is in the second grade okay. and one is in the fifth grade. Okay. Okay. My math is bad, but that's okay. <laughs> that's fine. Um, but enjoy jazz. I try to catch a lot of jazz. Um, sometimes we have some events where we have um, outside events, whether it's a jazz band or someone who's playing um, music outside, and I enjoy doing those activities as well. Okay, now you, I'm going to put you on the hot seat because you brought it up. 
favorite musical artist? I heard you say jazz, but we'll take any kind of artist. Who's your favorite musical artist? Hmm. See, now, see, that's a tough question. Um, and we, I, we will take living or dead. So, yes, you know, I love Whitney. <laughs> no, she's gone on to glory, but I still love Whitney. Okay. So I'm going to sit with jazz, but since I talked about jazz, um, my first, I guess, artist that I was introduced to as far as the saxophone was Kirk Whalum. Um, he's awesome. He's awesome. And I love his music. Um, I'm a soul person, though, aside from jazz. Um, I love soul music um, and kind of that India Ari is one of my favorite um, artists that I listen to often, though. Awesome. So. The question that I have for you now, because I was just so impressed by the story you told about being in high school and just really advocating for your position and what you were trying to do. Like you were able to see the vision, like I'm going to be an attorney and these are the steps that I need to take. But what would you tell at your where you are today? What would you tell the 18 year old Trina who was attempting to go to college and chart the same path? What advice would you have for her? My advice would be to um, don't give up. Keep your vision. In fact, I would tell uh, that 18-year-old person to write your vision and make it plain. I often say that now. um, But as I reflect on um, my life's journey and how I made it this far, I always had a vision of what I wanted to be. I would journal and I would write that down. Um, And that was one of the things that I focused on. Um, While I uh, matriculated through school um, and even through law school, I knew I had a vision of what I wanted to be. I stayed the course. I never gave up. Was it easy? Of course not. (laughs) It's never easy. But one of the things that my mom always instilled in us when we were young is Philippians 4 and 13. You can do all things through Christ, which strengthens you. And that was one of my go-to scriptures um, as a child because that was instilled in me. And I kept my vision. I always reflected on it. I always went back to it when, you know, I was in doubt or I didn't know where I was going to go or things were getting a little bit difficult. I always went back to what my vision was. I always reflected on what my mother told me. And that helped me stay on the right path. Um, And I remain disciplined. And I just want to tell that person who's in that position, it may seem like, you know, you're never going to see the the sunlight at the end of the road. But there he is. Just keep pushing. uh, Stay disciplined. And always remember that if you can see it and you believe it, it'll come to pass. Now, something you said was so powerful. You said it was not always easy. And, you know, we've heard the shiny side of, you know, your journey. But tell us about an instance where it wasn't easy and it didn't look like you, you know, it may not have looked like you were going to get to where you're going, what you did to overcome that obstacle. Well, one of the things I believe um, was most difficult for me is transitioning to go to law school and actually getting through law school. Law school um, 
it's very tough and it's very difficult. It's, it's different from undergrad um, and it challenges you um, to make you more disciplined. And I think one of the things that made it tough for me is that I had to work during law school. And I worked a number of hours, um, almost 40 hours sometime uh, while I was in law school. And it was difficult for me because I had to manage both of them working uh, so that I can pay for, you know, my rent, my car note, and then also trying to make sure that I maintain my grades because I wanted to graduate with honors. And that was one of my things when I went to law school. It's like, God, just help me, help me be able to graduate with honors. And by his grace, um, I was able to do that. There were a lot of days that I worked off of adrenaline because I was up studying late at night and had to get up early to go to school. And then after that, leave and go to work and work late hours. And so um, by his grace, I was able to graduate with honors. I graduated cum laude. And so I was very thankful uh, for that, but it was a difficult time for me. Um, but I was able to make it through. I persevered and I made it through. Well, listen, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Um, I'm so inspired. You know, I too am an attorney and um, my practice in the past has been with personal injury as well and workers comp. So I totally identify with that side, but the way that you've been able to transition into public service is just really a testament um, to yourself and other public servants, because there are other people in your office that do what you do and who have sacrificed to provide a service and to help, you know, clean up the criminal justice system and equalize opportunities um, for individuals who are law abiding. So we appreciate you and we salute you. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you for having me, Ms. Prince. I really enjoyed uh, being here tonight, sharing my story. And I hope that it inspires someone out there to continue pursuing their career, their, um, their vision that they have for their life. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that has been another episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Till next time. Do you want to start your own business? Confused about where to begin? Not sure if you can do this? I'm glad you made your way here. Cut through the confusion. I invite you to join in on the five-day Play Big Faster Challenge. You'll get step-by-step guidance on how to start and scale your dream business faster. Five days perfectly structured. Build the business you've always dreamed of without spending tons of money and hiring consultants or a lot of staff. Join the challenge today at www.playbigfaster.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Want more entrepreneurial content? I like this. Make sure to subscribe for future episodes. I already subscribed. I just clicked on it. Don't forget to like and leave a review. Share with a friend that needs this in their life. I think you need this more than I. Oh, and make sure to follow Cherie on IG at Cherie Speaks. And remember to play big faster.